Hey guys, welcome back to Since We're Being Honest. On today's episode, we will be speaking about our childhood traumas. Alright, so let's get into this. Do you guys think that your childhood or the things that you went through as a child affected you and are molded who you are today? Um, in my opinion, I think so. Um, it does uh, make a huge impact, especially if you didn't deal with that type of stuff growing up. Like, you didn't get counseling for it, therapy, you didn't talk through it. Um, It's definitely harder, too, when it's in between family and y'all just want to act like nothing happened. Yeah, that's that's a a big one. Yeah, I agree. I think, and then, like you said, you don't go get therapy. I don't think, not that it's not normal, right? But Mm -hmm. it wasn't normal growing up seeing people go to therapy. It's sad, but that's the truth. Like, I didn't grow up. My parents didn't go to therapy, and it's being me who I am now. I look back like y'all definitely needed to go to therapy (laughs) because, yeah, no. But yeah, I think it definitely affects everybody in a different way. Like when you, even when you meet people who are like, you guys can be from the same area, the same city, or whatever. But the way you guys grew up or you were raised as a child, Mm -hmm. like that makes such a big difference. Yeah. Do you guys think that like? now is it like almost as if like now you feel like you have to break some of those generational curses like through your family or like let's talk about what are some general generational curses that you feel like you know are are present within um for example uh one of mine and it's a big one because now that I'm married it affects me a lot um growing up my mom had mm, three marriages which the last one was someone who was in our life for a long time and he still is and i consider him my dad um over my biological dad but throughout that me and my sister had to experience a lot of i won't say a lot but multiple men coming in and out of our lives and obviously growing up you don't have much say You know, it's your mom's life. She's an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a grown woman. She knows what she's doing. And I don't fault her for anything, you know? Because if one one person's not making you happy, you can't keep staying in that situation, right? Right. But now, you know, I'm grown and I'm, you know, married and we have a kid. It's, it's, I can definitely feel myself being like, okay, even through our problems, I'm just not going to call it quits just because we're having problems. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that my mom is so stuck on. It's like, oh, if you're not making me happy, okay, fine. Next one. Mm -hmm. Oh, we having this problem? Oh, next one. Right. And yes, to a certain extent, you know, you can't keep pushing the issue and you can't keep fighting about the same thing. But nothing's going to get solved if you don't talk it out, if you don't fix it, if you don't get the help that you need. Right. And that's something that I want to break because let's say in a couple years, um, this marriage isn't what we, neither of us want anymore. Okay, we're both grown. We cut our differences and, and you know, peace out. But I do want to get to the point where, you know, I'm just not leaving the second it gets tough. Yeah. Right. And that's what I saw growing up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I want to break. Yeah. Right. I think for me... My family, a lot of the times, we don't acknowledge when we're wrong. And I'll say we because it's me too sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of the time, they'll do something and 
we're supposed to like sweep it over the rug because we got a family event coming up and we're just mm-hmm. all going to hang out. But mm-hmm. obviously that issue is still there. So mm-hmm. we never address it and talk it out. And not only do we not do that, we don't hear each other. So someone's mm-hmm. telling one person, oh, you know, I feel like, you know, you disrespected me or whatever. And then the other person feels their way. We never get to communicating to where we've accepted how the other person feels. Mm-hmm. And I then, think it always blows up too. Like it always yeah. like when it does come out because people aren't being honest at the moment that it happens yeah. or with each other, that it's always going to be an a explosion. It's always going to be a big deal because people are like, we're not honest with each other from the get. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely, um, I think with that being said, I don't think going back to what you said about therapy, I think we do need therapy because we don't know how to communicate with each other. I think for so long, we literally only had kind of our example was our grandparents. And I think they, not to like throw, you know, all the blame on them, but they kind of showed us how to, you know, we took mm-hmm. on their, their, their way of dealing with things. So with that being said, we kind of, this is the only way we know how to do it, you know, sweep it under the rug and let's move forward. But obviously as an adult, you can see that you can't just sweep these things, especially me now as an adult. If something bothers me, yeah, I can see you tomorrow and say hi and we can laugh. But if it bothers me, it's always going to come back up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it comes with my family is just, it's always going to come back up. Yeah, we're good, but we never addressed it. So here we are. We're thinking we're good two months later. However, now it's a, a smaller thing happened, but it's being blown out of proportion because we right. never handled that first thing. Right. So that's what I think it would be for me is, is communication. So right? since y'all come from, I'm guessing, a bigger family, you guys were raised in the States, you know, you guys have that big family. Um, I know for us, it was just my sister, my mom, and I growing mm-hmm. up, it was just us three. So we were really in that dynamic to where we didn't have cousins, we didn't have uncles, oh, we didn't have extent, more extensive not, I don't want to say drama, but mm-hmm. more things going on in our in our environment. So how was it different for you guys? Yeah, no, that's definitely a big part of it. Like yeah. having a big family. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a lot of gossip that goes on because our family is so big and we don't all live with each other or next right. to each other. We live in different cities. So whenever something happens with someone, instead of t- confronting that person about it, they'll call, like Tira was saying, like call somebody else and <laughs> gossip about right. it. And I think that that trickles down to a lot of the problems in our family. And for some people who did not, who are listening and do not know, me and Kamora are cousins, so we're speaking on our family together. Oh yeah, that's very important to me. <laughs> um, but, but back to the generational curse thing, for me, it's going to be definitely financial, finances is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want my kids, our future generation, to have to like worry about the needs Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're not going to always get what you want, but, like, as far as, like, having a roof over your head, like, the basic human needs, yeah. Um, I think that that's a big thing for me, like, clothes and shoes and not trying to put my, throw my parents under the bus because my mom always worked and they did the best they could, but we just didn't have it. So, I think for me, like, that's a big, big, big factor. And also, um, seeing a lot of women in my family, not specifically, I mean, just in general, but mm-hmm. some women yeah. in my family, um... I think that it's a big thing to choose men over their children mm-hmm. or, like, everybody else in their life. And I feel like I just would never be like that. Like, yeah, I would never I, be like that with my kids. Like, my kids always come first, no matter, even their own dad. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm always going to choose my kids. And that's, it's, I super respect that. I come from the same thing where I felt like, although she may not agree, I don't feel like, sometimes I feel like my mom, almost her relationship to keep someone because she, and she's even said, like, 
well, when you guys are all gone, who's going to be there for me? Who's going to be, you know, around? I have to please this person because when you guys leave, I'm going to be by myself. And I guess as an adult, especially as I get older, because I never agreed with that as a child, because I always believed that your kids should come first, in my opinion. But I get that everybody has their, some people, you know, their husband comes first before the kids and their wife. And, you know, everybody has their own way of how family structure should go. Mm -hmm. But in my own belief, I always believed that. And especially, especially when it's someone that you're not married to or someone who's not the, the mother or father of your child. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, my I grew up, my mom was a single mom. Obviously, she dated and stuff. And we had our own issues, you know, normal teenage, you know, daughters, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of things I just didn't agree with. And I still don't agree with as an adult. We're getting to a better place now because... I'm just older. She doesn't dictate my life now, obviously, right? Yeah. It affected me more as a as a teenager because I just really wished that... I felt like I wished that I would have came first at that time in my life. Right. And I didn't get that. And obviously, we're trying to move forward now. But even when I talk to my mom about it, um, she says, like, you know, you know, I'm sorry. She apologizes all the time. And I'm super grateful for everything that my mom has done. She's always kept a roof over my head. I always had decent clothes. You know, she she did, you know, what she would say, the best that she could do. And mm-hmm. sometimes the best, and it is, I know people might disagree, right? But when she says she did the best that she could do, I don't know if it's because I see more potential in my mom. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it wasn't the best that she could do. Right. And I think that's why I'm so hard on her for that. Is that I I see more potential in you than what than what I saw, you know. Right. I feel like you could have did better, right? Because I see it in you, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe that's I've never told her that. So if you're listening, mom, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, no, I was but, gonna ask you guys that too. Like the best, you know, we always say our parents did the best that they could. Like yeah. I feel like are we using that to like relieve them? Yeah. Do we really mean that? Because I always think about that too. Sometimes I'm like, mm. Like, now that I'm doing my own thing and, mm-hmm. you know, even me going to college and stuff. Like, my mom went to college and stuff and she got pregnant. And then, but, like, then I see some of my friends got pregnant. They finished school. Like, it's just stuff that I see yeah. that was used as an excuse. And I'm like, hmm, was it really because you couldn't or is it because you just didn't? Like, yeah. sometimes. And Apply it's like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, really. Like, And I think now that I have a son and I look at, and I always think, I super overanalyze my parenting because I want to be the best mom that I can be to him I owe him at least that much to give him everything that I possibly can so going to school working it's all hard right now but I'm doing everything for my son right now right and so it would be crazy for me to come maybe 20 years later and sit down and I tell him like I did the best that I could for you and him not be satisfied with that I don't know how I would feel as a mom like I think that might just come down to who that person is like personally like deep in like what traumas did they go through mm-hmm. what struggles did they go through because on my end i mean i could say that my mom really did the best she could considering her circumstances and i really say this because um so none all three of us we weren't born in the states my mom came here with two really young daughters um i came here to the states when i was two and my sister's my sister's only four years older than me. So when we came here, we really didn't have anyone but ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. my mom didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got a job, um, and she really did the best she could. Mm-hmm. She <clears throat> kept us in um, clothes. She we had 
food on our on our plates, uh, a bed to sleep in at night. Mm -hmm. And at that point, when you're a kid, you really don't take into consideration everything that your parents go through to do that stuff for you. Yeah. And even though I could sit here and say, like, certain things that my mom did wasn't the best she could. Mm. And I don't want to make excuses, but it also I can see it in myself, too, now that I have a son, is I have a lot of personal issues I got mm. to gotta work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, sometimes I don't do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Whether it is with disciplining him or loving him, showing him affection, mm-hmm. I can understand that I'm not doing the best I can. But then again, it does come down to the person. You got to realize that and you, mm-hmm. you're you going to want to fix it. And if yeah. you don't want to fix it, then which way is this going? You yeah. Know? No, that's that's big. Um, Speaking of, you know, you not coming or being born here, did you ever, like, encounter, like, stereotypes? Um, I personally didn't. Um, I was lucky enough to be in an area where it was really culturally diverse Mm, um so i was raised in michigan i know you probably thinking like oh (laughs) you know what diversity is there right but in the city i was uh raised in there was a lot of different cultures um even the elementary school that i went to like i never had the issue of people like oh excluding me not knowing like oh where's she from Mm -hmm. and luckily for me i was able to uh, go to school and learn English at the same time I was at home learning Spanish with my mom. Okay. Um, I know on the other side with my sister, um, she came here already not knowing English. So mm. she went into school not knowing it, right. right? So I think for her, she had a little bit of pushback because kids can be mean as fuck. Yeah. Like, kids yeah, don't yeah. give a fuck. So I know for her it was, you know, the accent. Yeah. And even for my mom, like, you could see, you know, these people, like, I don't understand you. Can you repeat yourself? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what they're doing intentionally yeah. mm-hmm. because they're being petty or because they know that you're not from here and that you don't speak English. So they're going to make it harder for you. Right. I've seen that a lot growing up with my mom. Mm. And luckily, my mom was has always been the type of person to not let shit slide. She yeah. always, you know, says Say what something. she needs to say, which is really good because I know a lot of people when they first come here to the States, from, not only from, you know, that are Latinos, but, you know, from different countries, I know that they're too embarrassed to say what they need to say, regardless of their broken English. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's why I'm very thankful for my mom because she didn't let that affect her. Mm, like, yeah, her personality in Spanish is the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's you know. cool. So your mom's, Taught you Spanish. Yes. And that's crazy because you speaking it very good. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you guys end up in Michigan? That's so far from like... You know what? (laughs) (laughs) End up in California or Arizona. I always think when people are Hispanic and end up somewhere like far, I'm like, how? It's crazy, right? And I, you know, I always get that question asked and not up until recently did I ask my mom like, you know, that's that's a valid question. (laughs) (laughs) How did we end up in Michigan, you know? And so, before she brought us to the States, she had, um, she was in Georgia, mm-hmm. she was in California, we have family in California, and then, uh, she was in Arizona a couple times. Mm-hmm. But, um, this is kind of where, you know, the generational curses, generational curses come in, because she met somebody, she met a guy, mm-hmm. who later down the road, uh, brought her to the States. Okay. Right? 
So he was from Michigan. Oh, okay. So that since that sense. was the only person she knew in the States, well, there it is. Boom, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan <laughs> it is. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, how do you, since we're talking about, you know, your mom came here because she met someone, you know, mm-hmm. ended up here. How do you think that, do you guys feel like your moms relate, because we all had single moms at some point, but do you think that uh, their relationships with their men affected your relationship with your mom? Um, I think so. So, this is not my personal story to talk about, and if my sister's listening, um, I'm very proud of you, but, um, when we first came to the States, like I said, my mom came here with a man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were living with them for quite a while. Um, eventually, um, my sister came out saying that she was uh, molested mm-hmm. by this man mm-hmm. that my mom was married to at, married to at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, my mom had... Not luckily, I'm not going to say this is something lucky to happen, but my mom had experienced that as a child. So when my sister came forward and said, hey, this is what happened to me, my mom believed her. She took it serious, you know. And I remember that very same night, my mom got on the phone with whoever she got on the phone with. And unfortunately, he fled. We weren't able to um, catch him after 11 years. I remember I was in high school, I think my sophomore year of high school. Um, my sister called me. It was an It's crazy because it was on a Wednesday. It was during lunch period. Um, my sister had called me and she said they caught him after 11 years. Wow. Um, my sister uh, agreed to go. My, my sister wanted to go full through this whole court process, thing, yeah. process, everything. Absolutely. Like, she needed to speak her truth. And that's why I'm so proud of her because after that many years, you'd probably think, like, why am I doing this? For yeah, what, you know? a lot of girls do that. But mm-hmm. um, luckily, she went through it, and um, he ended up getting, I think, 30 years, 35 years to life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, amazing. you know, I don't want to say speak on someone's... Um, person I guess but he definitely got what he deserved and I think that's it going back to the original question I definitely changed the way um I guess I saw my mom not in a negative way but more in a positive way because I know a lot of individuals don't get the opportunity from their parents Mm -hmm. yeah to be like hey this is what happened and then they act on it right away I was gonna say so um a lot of respect for not just my sister for what she went through, but for my mom. And I know later down the road, yeah. um, she got with other individuals and that kind of, it's a different story. But besides that, like, I feel like that was really a turning point in our lives. Yeah, I, I super respect um, that whole story. Just um, actually encouraged me to share mine. So I, it's funny that the outcome of how you feel and so proud of, you know, your mom and your sister um, because your mom believed her, and when I was a kid, not a kid, maybe like a teenager, you know, certain things happened to me, um, and my mom did not believe me, and so I think that's why right now it's really hard for us to move forward with our relationship, and I would say it's because of a man, right, but for me, that situation was that serious that, 
I mean, to this now she says that, you know, she believes me and at the time even, you know, my sister uh what is it, co sided with me about mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. issue, you know? And my mom said that it was never a time that she didn't believe me, but her actions definitely said otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. And so that to this day still affects me and it's still to this day I I will say that I have not forgiven her for that. Mm-hmm. And I do try to move forward from that situation, but it really does, you know, it really did affect me for the longest time because it's like, damn, like, and I think about it, like, if, if, my, if my mom doesn't believe me, then who the hell else is going to believe me, right. you know? And that, I feel like as a parent, I'm always going to have my son's back, right? Whether, not whether he's wrong or right, but I'm always going to have his back and I'm going to let him know that, you know, what's right and what's wrong at the end of the day. And I felt like in that situation that she did not have my back and and she had, you know, her partner's back and that always will affect our relationship. And I don't know what age, I can always say like I'm over it and I'm trying to move forward because I am, right? Why should something yeah. to happen? And this is where it comes into play about therapy because maybe if I go talk to somebody, that will really help me to get mm-hmm. over it because I don't know how to get over that because every time me and my mom are in a bad space, it brings me back to that place where it's like, mm-hmm. Well, how am I supposed to, you know, move forward with you and you didn't believe me and blah, 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 you know? What do you think therapy will, um, do you think that you should go to therapy with your mom, though? You think therapy by yourself, are you telling someone how you're telling us? Like, I feel like it, it won't really make a difference. Yeah, I feel like no, you need to go talk to someone with, with my mom. mom. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, I hope that maybe one day we can get to that point where we can go sit down and talk to someone because as much as we get to the point where we say, you know, we're moving forward. I love my mom. I'm sure she loves me, you know, and Mm -hmm. and like, I think I truly do believe that she thinks that she did the best that she could. And I'm very thankful because I've had a pretty decent life, you know, and and especially now being a parent, owning my own house, you know, it's just so many things that like. This is it's not easy, you know? And right. so to keep pushing forward, especially to see, and when you get older, you meet people and friends and you start understanding other people's family backgrounds and seeing how some moms did just give up. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, they went into the system, foster care came into play, group homes, all these people that you meet and you get exposed to see, like, dang, like, I am thankful for my mom. And I think when you get a teenager is when you get to see all these things. Right. But as an adult, it's when you really get to appreciate all the sacrifices that you know that your parents did for you. Whether you had an amazing childhood, whether there was some things in between, you just really get to the point where you're like, damn, th- this is hard. Right. I'm I'm proud of her for even being able to provide A, B, and C, you know? Yeah, that's me right now because I remember as a teenager, I was super, like, selfish. Like, mm. I don't have, we don't have school clothes. We don't have, you know, just being, like, super. But, you know, like, high school and stuff is hard when you don't have stuff. Like, it's just, like she said, kids are mean. And then we went to a, like, predominantly white school in a nice neighborhood mm-hmm. took two buses every day from the ghetto to go to this nice school in this nice neighborhood where people were freaking tight and black china shopping across the street at ralph's right across from our school it's like that type of neighborhood wow. like yeah. down the street where the kardashians live so it's like that dynamic was super weird um and you just see what you don't like you only see what you don't, you don't have when right. you're in a predicament when, yeah. like with people like that you see that they have it mm-hmm. so i feel like that was super hard so i feel like i was really hard on my parents mentally mm-hmm. I mean, I probably didn't say it, but, like, I just feel like I was super hard on them. And, like, they would, me and my mom would, that's when we would start clashing a lot. Yeah. And I feel like that was the reason. It's just, like, I just wanted her to, like, I just, oh, like, she's not doing her best. Like, what we're talking about, like, right. she could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, But now, like, looking back on it, I was like, that's super selfish. Like, you know, she was struggling to pay the rent. Like, you know, like, she was struggling to pay her car note. Like, 
I could have been more appreciative, but um, that took a lot of time. Yeah, and um, as a child, you just don't. And you, you just never gonna understand that, right? Yeah. But my mom was always really open with us. That's why yeah. I appreciate looking at other people's relationships with their parents. Like, um, I met somebody who said that they never saw their parents argue, or they never knew anything about their parents' financial situation. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was super weird because, like, mm-hmm. my parents are super open. Well, I mean, I felt like we lived so close together, like for a long time. Like, we lived in a one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. or we lived with family and stuff on the floor. So. We, I, it was no way for me to not to be in my mom's financial business because it's like, right. you're looking at her like, well, why don't we have a house? Or why don't we have clothes? Why don't we have mm-hmm. shoes? So mm-hmm. she almost couldn't lie about it. You know, you can't cover it up when we're right. sleeping with strangers. So um, I feel like that made me more appreciative of it. But um, back to the question that you were saying about her relationships maybe affecting me. I feel like directly, no, because her and my dad were together for on and off for so long that she did have little, like, boyfriends here and there when they would break up. But, um... She never put me in a predicament where the guys were, like, anything super dramatic happened. But I felt like watching her relationships and even her relationship with my dad made it um, influence the way I am in my own relationships. Yeah. So, it's not a direct contact, but it is also a direct contact because yeah. now there's stuff that I see that... I, it's traits that I see in her and are traits that I see in the men that she chose that I definitely, if a guy has one of those traits, I just won't talk mm-hmm. to him at all. Because I, I feel know. exactly the same way. So for you, um, I know for me and Tara, uh, our parents weren't together, right? Right. So do you think, in your perspective, um, obviously you have a lot of story behind your family, but mm-hmm. you think your parents were better off together or were they better off uh, separate? Because I know in some situations... Yes, they're, like, fighting for your family to stay together. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's so toxic that you're just better off separate. So, for right. you, what what would you have preferred? Me, um, I feel like I can be selfish about, selfish about that question because at the end of the day, I always just wanted my mom to be happy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at the end of the day, when you're saying your mom's like, who's going to be with me when you guys are all gone? Yeah. Like, that question, that is still a valid thing. Even though, like, it's not the right thing to say to a child when yeah. you think that you need your mom at that time. It's not the right thing to say right then. But yeah. that is super valid. So, um, for me, I always feel like they were better together. Like, I just feel like their I chemistry agree. is, like, unmatched. I agree. Like, <laughs> like if you were my parents, you yeah. would literally agree. Yeah. But it's funny. Like, I can't even picture them not together. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, like, so weird. I just feel like no one can replace that bond that they have it's just like so natural my dad is such a um i think he's such a great dad that it makes it like almost impossible for her like even when they broke up or whatever mm-hmm. was happening like my dad always he still sent her flowers he still came to see the kids like so i feel like they are definitely stronger together and side note to that shout out to my auntie because i <laughs> literally if there is one person in the family that i can always go to, to and i yeah. admire that so much because i i hope I don't know who I am, but I really hope <laughs> that I can be that person and soak in everything and feel like, you know, someone's... When I tell y'all, when I was pregnant, I love my mom, and I definitely want her to be there because that's my mama, and sometimes <laughs> I... But when I tell you, her mom is like a cuddle bear. Like, she literally... Girl, I think I... The last time... <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, but I'm just going to share it. The last time, I think I was pregnant, and I went home, and I sat on her lap, and she, <laughs> she was rocking me and rubbing my back. She is like so consoling, and yes, and it's so great. And I even I even wanted her to be there when I gave birth. I was like, "Can you just be there? Like, I just want you there." Yeah, I think that's so important. Like, mom, the relationship with your mom really influences you going up as well. And I really admire the relationship that you guys have with your mom. Not like you know, obviously 
she's not our girlfriend, right? But right. we can open up to her to no her matter anything. what it is. If it's about sex, if it's about relationships, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's that fine line of... It's <laughs> your mom. It's, yeah, your mom. it's your mom. <laughs> it's but so weird, she but... definitely does a good job at making sure that we can go to her for whatever. And, and I hope that I'm able to establish that same thing with my son. Like, yes, I'm your mom, but at the end of the day, I'm a human. Yeah. And I know that human have flaws and mm-hmm. I'm accepting you for who you are and if I don't ever want him to feel like he can't ever come to me exactly. and there are certain things not that my mom isn't I don't feel like I can talk to her but it's some certain things that I just don't you know, feel comfortable. comfortable talking to her about yeah. and so I think that's really um, I know I've low-key been saying bad stuff about my family my parents but that is one thing I would give my mom like I really and that's a generational it's not curse, but it's something that I would want to pass yeah. down. I'm going to be like that with my kids. Like, So your mom was very affectionate growing up? Oh, yeah. My she? parents, period. My mom and my dad. Like, every time every time we get on the phone or every time we're leaving, you better say bye. And I love you. Mm-hmm. Give me a hug and a kiss every time you see me, every time you're leaving. Like, super, super affectionate. And then my mom's like, super, you can talk to her about anything. Like, yeah. when you lose your virginity, come to me. If you want to smoke, <laughs> come smoke with me. And I like that. She's supposed to smoke. Don't go try it. Out. Come to me. If you want to yeah. get drunk and you're in the 21... Come to me, like, super like that. So, I definitely, I'm definitely going to pass that on. I'm not going to be too much of a friend because it's a fine line because my mom is still strict at the end of the day. Like, no, you're right. not going out to no uh, party by right. yourself at 12, but at the same time, keep it she open understands. door. Was yes. your mom affectionate or no? My mom is affectionate. Not as affectionate as my aunt, but, like, she always says, like, I love you. She won't ever, I don't know why, but she never, if we're on the phone and we're about to leave she says like i love you but she won't let me say bye she's like it's always like i'll see you later i know like, why don't... you know why no okay well i'll put it out there since <laughs> i know we're telling the whole story <laughs> okay so um both of our, our moms are obviously sisters and when they're younger their mom passed away my mom was only 12 and her mom was only 18 and so she passed away unexpectedly she went to um work and then her boyfriend picked her up and then they got in a car accident so they never got to say bye to their mom like they my mom said like, we wish we would say like the last conversation I would I wish I would um got to say I mean not said bye but um say I love you uh, yeah okay. so they you never know when it's the last time they're gonna talk to yeah. some, you're gonna talk to somebody so I want to say I love you so if you die tomorrow not to be like pessimistic but if you do die like you knew our last conversation mm-hmm. I at least got to told you tell you that I love you that's crazy oh, yeah, look at that all right <laughs> okay well there mom I guess I'll say that's <laughs> how my mom tells me everything so mom yeah. <laughs> right and it's crazy because our grandma our our great grandma which is their grandma. She don't say I love you for nothing she in the world. Say Girl, we be on the phone. All right, Nana, I love you. Talk to you later. All right, talk to you later. <laughs> she will not say it. So I think that's crazy that, you know, that's, you know, her grandkids and that's how they look at it. It's funny. Is your family affection like your mom? Yeah. No, not at all. Um, And that's why I asked how it affected you differently because I know for us, um, you know, when they, now that you're older and you're in relationships, they talk about like the five love languages, right? Yep. Right. How people show their love to one another, right? Mm-hmm. And so she wasn't, she made sure to say, I love you, give us a kiss, goodbye, right? Right. But besides like, oh, hugging or like, come here, let me cuddle, let me, you know, no, she was not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think me and my sister can both agree to the way she showed her love and, how we felt her love was you know whether she was she got up at six in the morning mm. to uh get us ready for school right. take mm-hmm. us to school work all day and that's why i don't understand how these women did it back in the day because <laughs> they'd go to work come home and still make dinner and make right. dinner oh my right. gosh right. Wow. <laughs> and the have, kids ready for bed yes. the ready for bed oh, oh my god Lord. that's 
And that's how like, our moms were super moms for real. Cause that's why whew. now I look at it and it's like it's okay. Like she didn't need to be super affectionate for me. But at the same time, me. um, I know that it's not going back to excuses. I guess I always talk about like should we congratulate our parents for get doing the basic things like going to work. That's true. To, like she yeah. had to go to work because if she didn't go to work, you guys wouldn't have anywhere to live. Like. Do we excuse that or do we use that as an excuse or do we use that as a like, um, I don't know. Like, you know what? I, I think it's appreciative it's, of it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like an incentive, right? Because they didn't have to. Like, yes, we say that they have to, right? But there's moms who let their kids go, turn into crackheads and go, bye. I couldn't do it. It got hard. And that's that. true too. So I am very appreciative of that fact. However, like you said, it's really hard to differentiate the, the two because it's like, yes, I'm super, uh, as an adult. Because I don't think I had this point of view when I was, maybe, if you would have asked me about 10 years ago. But as an adult, I am appreciative, but I am also a parent, and I do see that, yes, I do work, and yes, I do get money, and some of the things that I didn't have, I should have had, or, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. But I just feel like... Kai shouldn't be like, oh, like, I know my mom loves me because she's paying the bills. Like, you're right. Gonna, whether he was born or not, you're going to pay your bills. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Exactly, uh, and, and, and and that's like one of the biggest things, I think also uh, breaking generational curses, would be kicking my child out or making them pay rent while they live with me. I think I made a rule to myself. I'm never going to kick my child out because I was kicked out when I was 18 and I know how it feels to not have anywhere to go. And that was like, mm-hmm. that's like my biggest thing is like, I don't ever want him to feel like that. And just not, and not that I didn't have nowhere to go because I ended up going with my grandma and, you know, that was fine. And, and she helped me so much. And my cousin, they all helped me so much. And um, But you weren't prepared to leave. I was not prepared mm-hmm. to leave That's, at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because it's a lot of people who their parents are like, okay, you 18, you grown now, bye. Mm-hmm. And that is crazy. I don't, want, I don't ever want to do that to my son because I feel like, all right, we're going to get a little racy. But white people set their kids up for success. Absolutely. Most of them, yeah, right? Yeah, they yeah. start their credit them. before, you know, they, before they're 18. They, they mm-hmm. know. They set their kids up for success. Mm-hmm. It's people, um, their kids are still living with them, but they're going to school. Because how can you expect a 20-some-year-old person to go to school full-time and to work full-time and get good grades to get to their degree? It's just so many factors that I think... Because our parents didn't do that, they didn't, my, at least my, it. you know, they didn't understand it. And I think, um, they got kicked out at that age and, and they figured it out, right? They figured it out. However, something was lost in the transition, whether it's, I'm going to work so I can't go to school or I'm going to go to school and now I'm homeless, you yeah. know? And I don't want my son to ever get to a point where he has to choose to make money or choose to go to school. I want to set him up. Like, I want to make sure that he has a credit line before he's 18. We're going right. to make sure that when it's time for you to buy a house, you're set up for success because I was able to learn these things as I got older. And I feel like sometimes I'm a little frustrated with my parents because they didn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't learn. Yes, yes, I understand that you were not, that you didn't grow up like that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like certain things that I feel like you should have learned and you not didn't try and, to break the curse. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not blaming them, right? Uh, if you don't know no better, sometimes you don't do any better, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just certain things like that. Like I don't ever want my son to go and I I know about credit and then let allow him to go out and mess up his credit, you yeah. know? Right. And I want him to come live with me. If you're going to school, 
that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. You're in college. Come here. I don't I don't want you to work. If that's going to affect your grades, I do want you to learn about finances, and I do want you to know that what it's like to have to work. So eventually we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to work because you have to, if right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's that's... I probably would say that's my biggest generational curse because at this point in my life, it's about my son. Yeah. And so if I'm learning something, I don't want him to have to go through anything that I went through in a negative way. I do want him to learn and I do believe in tough love to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the biggest if we were talking about that. That's yeah. And I hate that our parents are not our parents specifically, but I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, like, yeah. They always say like, Oh, well, I did it. Like, well, I left the house at 16, right. and I had three kids at 19. And, I was, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, look how you turned out. Not to be like that, but, like, yeah. are you living in a mansion? Like, yeah. are you a doctor? Like, no, you you missed out on a lot of opportunities because of true. that. So I hate that they people, when people throw that, or, you know, like, just say, oh, well, back in our day, we did this, and we did this at this age. It's like, it's totally different now. And obviously, we don't want to follow your footsteps because we want to do better in our right. lives. Yeah. Like, Speaking <laughs> on that, do you guys think that, the way you grew up financially affects how you are today financially? Um, I think so. For yeah. example, um, eventually, you know, my mom my mom has a degree now. She finished college. Yes, you know, that's to her. At, yes. at an older age, too. Oh, well, like, no, it don't matter know, when. Right, right, as long as it gets so, done. That's why I respect her a lot, because mm-hmm. she just didn't stop where she was at. Right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but with that being said... Uh, there was a certain point to where my mom was making good money. She didn't have her degree yet, but she was making decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get what we wanted, right? Mm-hmm. To an extent, mm-hmm. we ain't out here big balling, but right? We got right. not getting Birkin bags. <laughs> <laughs> but if she had it uh, and we wanted it, she she'd make a way, you know. Yeah, and I respect that a lot, right? Yeah. But you also saw the struggle, whether you were still little to. To be like, I don't understand that. You still kind of saw it, right? Yeah. So I think now, yes, um, we're at a point to where we understand how our finances work. But I think for me personally, I'm stingy. And I mm-hmm. think that comes from not having enough mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, being so focused on, well, we can't spend it on this because we have to spend it on this. And mm-hmm. we have to make sure we have enough money mm-hmm. for this, you know. So, I can see that in myself now. I'm very stingy with money. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I can go out and... <laughs> it's funny. I can go out and swap my credit card like that, right? But if it comes down to, like, going online and buying shit, I can't do that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I can see in certain ways I'm stingy with my money, yeah. right? Because I'm scared I'm not going to have it. Yeah. And that's yes. not... That's not a fun way to be. Girl, I'm the opposite, is. but mine's just worse. It's, I feel like that's, <laughs> a fun, that's not a fun way to be, but that's the best way to be because... Me growing up without having stuff, but nowadays, Tierra knows, I'll go out and buy, I'll spend $1,000 one day on some shoes and some clothes, or whatever I feel like I want, like, I'm like, you know what, I never, you know, had it, so now I have the money to have it, or even if I don't have the money to have it, I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna do it, and no regrets, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna eat out, I'm gonna shop, I'm gonna do whatever, and I'm not stingy with money, but at the same time, that's a bad thing, because it's like, I should be more scared of being broke again, you know? Like, because yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. I find myself like, dang, I'm broke. Like, yeah. there's like, I, I always tell myself I don't want to be broke. Well, my definition of broke is probably not dead broke because yeah. I've been there before. Like, yeah. nope, my checking account is not going to be negative. I'm not going to let myself get that broke. But at the same time, it's like, all right, it's like, I'm pretty broke. Like, <laughs> but I shouldn't have right, bought, but, I, but you can go to my room and see like bags of fashionable packages and stuff. And it's like, oh, but I'm broke. Like, that's just terrible. Yeah. But it just, 
it's like a um the opposite way of me like lashing out from like almost feeling like a kid again yeah 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 Yeah. i still feel like i I, have those qualities i think i went through that phase um probably around my early once i got my first job honestly i think everybody kind of goes through that mm -hmm. that phase where you're like oh i got money now right you think i was gonna say you think your little 200 dollar check oh i got a 200 dollar check i'm going i'm about to cash it (laughs) but yes i think I, i don't really i knew that we lived check to check but i don't know if my mom ever had like a savings I don't know if she ever set anything up like that, but I don't think so because I know didn't. there was times where we had to borrow money from people, or she mm-hmm. had not mm-hmm. we, she had to borrow money weird. from people. So I don't know if she is because she didn't have a savings, or maybe she had a savings that she never dipped into. I I never talked to her about that, but that for me, growing going forward, I felt like. I, if I don't have a savings, I'm stressing, okay? Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. live check to check. I got to have something to back up my life, right? Mm-hmm. An emergency fund, whatever. A savings account because it freaks me out to think to have to ask. to even Because it's one thing to have to ask somebody. But what if you don't get it if you got to ask and you mm-hmm. got bills to pay and you need this money? Mm-hmm. That really freaks me out. And and I think that that has affected me um, with my finances as an adult because... I'll have a decent amount in my savings, but I'm broke. <laughs> I'm right. still broke because that's, like I said, my emergency fund. But growing up like that where she had seeing her have to have borrow money or whatever or not being able to do things because she didn't have it, I don't ever want to be in that position. Yeah. And I'm going to be broke all day as long as I got something. If an emergency happens, it's there because it's almost like it's not there. Right. right. It's, it's literally like it's almost not there. And I think that's why... I was coming up. I was so big on making sure that my <clears throat> credit was good. Shout out to my godmom Christelle because she definitely helped guide me. My parents definitely told me, you know, the basics because they've had experience with their credit. You know, they had bad mm-hmm. credit and they, you know, they knew what they did not to get there. So they were telling me not to do it, mm-hmm. but they weren't giving me steps to start I credit. Know, yeah, they never mm-hmm. told encouraged me to hey go get a, a credit card or go you know do something to start building your credit. Because mm-hmm. now, as an adult, when I bought my house, if I wouldn't have started my credit, oh my god, right. <laughs> I've been paying to have credit. Right. But um, just learning things about finances, just how to you know start a savings or what it means to put so x amount of money into your savings. Um, also building your credit, starting small, not going crazy because they upped your credit limit and now yeah. instead of a thousand dollars, you're at two thousand dollars. So now you're spending that whole thousand dollars, but you can't even pay it back. Right. You know things like that, and and that became very important to me. So I'm pulling the broke card out there, <laughs> and I'm definitely like super strict with my finances. And I think that just comes down to I know our parents. At the end of the day, they did what they did. They did what they could, mm-hmm. um, right? But now we're in the we're the next generation, right? We mm-hmm. need to prepare not just ourselves but our kids. Mm-hmm. We need to be better than how we were, you know, raised and how we were taught. And I know it's a big thing because you think about finances, you probably think like, damn, school should be teaching that, right? But yeah. If they're not oh doing my god, it, they need to restructure. You know, that. if yeah, they're they not do. doing it, you have to take go go take some financial classes. Go. Go on Google and look at, yeah. on, you know, it's Google everywhere. So I think it's friend. definitely yeah. our responsibility now to um, be better in that department. No, so. 100%. I definitely agree. Um, I make it a point, like, at least once a year to go see a financial advisor just to make sure. 
I know, not I know I'm on track because I don't want anyone to think that I have my shit together. When I tell you I'm definitely dope, <laughs> okay, I do not have my shit together. Let me tell you that I'll be the first to admit. But sometimes it's nice to hear, like, yeah, I know I'm putting money into my savings, but it's nice to hear some a, a professional tell me, like, okay, you're, you are on a good track and, you know, you are, it doesn't matter if you're only putting $50, you know? Yeah. As long as you're doing something to build that, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And, and like Sophia said, Google, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents didn't teach me, but we didn't, not like we didn't have Google, but I didn't have a smartphone. Yeah. You know, right. growing up to be able to look, we have so much um, access to all these different things that yeah, you can definitely teach yourself. You can... <laughs> not almost adopt Google as your parent, but sometimes you can learn a lot of things, even like through therapy. I feel like not saying that Google's right all the time, right? But I, there are times where I'm going through something. I'm like, I wonder how other people cope with whatever I feel like I'm going through, or right. like you know when people self diagnose themselves, right? Like right. looking up, for example, anxiety, and you can go on Google and see it. Well, I feel like I have anxiety. This this is what happens to me. And then people say, like, this is what I do to mi- right. minimize, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like that mm-hmm. or whatever. I definitely think that, you know, when it comes down to your finances, you can do the same thing. And I think it's very important to just anyone who's doing good, who even if you just think they're doing good, just ask them. Like, hey, you know, how can I be like you? Right. And don't be afraid to tell somebody that you admire them. I will be mm-hmm. the first one to be like, oh my gosh, you look like you kind of have your stuff together. Can you give me some advice? Mm-hmm. You know? Don't be scared because you don't want to feel like, oh, I'm asking for... No, I just want advice. Right. You know? Uh, going back to what you said before that about, you know, going to therapy and making that step, right? Um, I know that it takes a lot especially let's say our parents like didn't either they didn't believe in that they're like oh no we don't need that we we got our shit you know we can handle our shit right right Mm -hmm. and so i know for a while um my mom was like that like oh you're depressed go depress them dishes you know what i'm saying (laughs) like like you know you ain't how old are you You ain't got shit to be depressed about right yeah yeah up until you don't realize that up until you go through that yourself. And mm-hmm. I say that firsthand because my mom always used to say that, right? Up until her dad passed away. Mm. I have never seen in my life my mom go through what she went through when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got to the point where it was medication on top of medication. Wow. She was very she was a present mother, but during that time it was like her body was here but her soul wasn't. Yeah. It was a very hard time, right? <clears throat> so after that, um, she didn't really go to therapy, but she went to the doctors. She got medication for mm-hmm. it. And I feel like that's such a big thing now. Like, you know, if you're really dealing with something, like, fuck what everybody else got to think about what you doing to fix that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. mental and health. I, Man. And I say that's that personally because um, I know, like, not all of our listeners are in the military but there's a big stigma with that, like, oh, you're going to go see mental health? Oh, you're just trying to get out of this shit or that shit, right? But I went to therapy. I'm getting the help I need. And I'm, I, you know, I take medication for my anxiety and for my depression. And honestly, I could say I was better than I was a couple months ago, right. you know? And so I know our older generations are very like, oh, you don't need that. But that's the problem, right? Like, we're trying right. to break those curses. Like, if yeah. y'all need to go somewhere and talk to somebody, go do that, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's been a big thing. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, that's something we need to break with our generation is if you think you need, you're struggling with something, go get help. Go get therapy, go get medication, do what you need to do, not just for yourself, but for your family that comes after that. Yeah, sometimes even just talking about it helps. I was going to say, just talk to someone. Yeah, that's somebody. Least you can do. Your best friend. Yeah, I anybody. agree. And I think also at the end of this episode, I think that I really just want to just you know, talking with you ladies, it really just makes me appreciative of my own parents, you know, like, it made me acknowledge, you know, their sacrifices to get me where I am today, mm-hmm. and, you know, to get them where they are today, they they raised us, you know, at the end of the day, and I just want to shout out my mom and my dad, because I love you guys, and I, I'm, I'm who I am today because of you guys, whether it was the struggles, whether it was the fights, the ups and downs, I'm here today regardless of what I went through because of you guys, and I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I don't care what nobody says, I don't care what anybody thinks about me, especially after hearing my story, I am proud of myself, and I wouldn't have been able to get here without, you know, the guidance or struggles or triumphs, whatever, all of it, I would go through it all again to be who I am today because I am proud of who I am. Yes. I'm going to address my parents separately. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, mom, my mom is my wife. She knows that I love her so much. Um, she's been through so much. Like That's why it's like some of the stuff I just, I can't even imagine going through what, sh- what you went through, mom. Um, dad, too. Like, both of you guys lost both of your parents. Like, I can't even imagine that. And, and it still be, like, the amazing parents that you are to me without having an example. I mean, dad, you had a great example, but mom, you didn't. Um, yeah, I just really, really appreciate you guys and love you guys so much. And when other people see our relationship, really, like, when other people tell me about our relationship, it really makes me appreciate you guys a lot because a lot of people don't have that the love and the yes. support that you guys give me is never ending. I know I can come to you guys about anything. If I wanted to move back home right now, I could, um, anything, anything I need financially or anything, um, I can come to you guys and I love you guys so much. <laughs> and, uh, in conclusion, I... You know, I appreciate my mom with everything in me. I know you did everything you could for my sister and I. Like, we're both very appreciative of you and all the sacrifices you did to make us who we are now. Um, And all the credit goes to you. Uh, I didn't talk about my stepfather much in this one, but um, I appreciate you too. You uh, picked up a role that nobody else wanted, not even my own father. Um, So... I appreciate you to the max for, you know, um, taking that step and raising us as well. Um, I know we both are appreciative of that. And I just love you both. And we wouldn't be who we are today without you. Any of you. Yes, exactly. I I just want to say shout out to all the parents out there. You guys, it is hard. (laughs) It is hard, but you're doing it. And especially, um, I know, it's to all the parents, but really those single moms out there or single dads out there, yes, you guys are awesome, okay? You rock, because I could not. I, it, it gets tough, and I know it does, but you guys are out there, and you guys are doing it, right? You're, you're taking it by the, what is it, the bull by the horn, and you're just, <laughs> you're just going for it, and, I, and you are not, not appreciated, especially if you're out there with babies like me. He can't tell me that he appreciates me, but I know in my heart that I'm doing what's best for him. As, mm-hmm. you know, you all are doing for your kids. So, shout out to you guys. And I think that's it for this episode. So, hopefully, you guys give us some feedback. And tune in next week yes. on Since We're Being Honest. <laughs>